0: The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. Take it away. Hello. Low. One, two, three, this is chicago's finest internet radio show making a world a better place one show at a time the george water jr show is now on the air take it away dad All right, this is the George Wilder Junior Show. Thanks for joining me, folks. Uh, this is a brand new week. Uh, my guest here is Lisa Orban. She's going to be talking about dictatorship. Wow, that's something that we're all discussing now with this idiot Trump. So that should be in, should be interesting. Um, let's see what are we looking for here? What are we looking for here, Denver? What are we looking for? Yeah, Denver, my son is going to college. Uh, we were all gathered in a congress in, in a conference room, I'm sorry, in a conference room, um, filling out the final papers, getting him finally registered. And we were also, we're all proud of him. We all are proud of him. But it was just more than him. It was not just him getting him where he is. It, a, a lot of people played a role in getting him where he is. And I want to thank them for that. You know, because uh, uh, it wasn't easy. <laughs> Nothing's easy. Even going to community college or junior college is not easy. And I always felt that going to a lot of kids are graduating, the seniors are graduating school uh, next month. Uh, this is June, uh, in June, uh, uh, are um, going to be leaving uh, high school and going straight to a university. I didn't want that for Denver, I didn't want that for him. I wanted him to actually go to a two-year college first and then maybe, just maybe enrolling into a university after that. You know, I, I wanted him to be, I wanted him to kind of get his feet wet to be prepared for a four-year university. I don't think you can just, I, but one of the counselors told me that that's how, um, that's how some students want it. Some students are ready for a four-year university after they graduate high school. Uh, I just don't think – he may be, but I just don't think that uh, uh, that it's really uh, something that should be done, at least in his case. So anyway, that's uh, the long and short of it. <laughs> the George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening. I want to thank Everybody out there who played a part in all of this, in in high school, college, you know, for him, uh, thank everybody. And of course, I had to I had to thank myself because if I don't thank myself, you know, none of this would have uh, occurred. Anyway, welcome to the George Wilder Jr. show on Blog Talk Radio, folks. And <laughs> thanks for being out The Rainy days, cloudy days, days, thank you. Uh, all right finally finally on the air this is a monday we've got the entire week um so we're going to see what happens I, I hope you're podcasting the shows folks because they are the, my earlier shows uh they are just as potent and they are just as funny <laughs> and they are uh uh in tune with the times, the talk of our times—that's what this is all about. The talk of our times, and it's fun. I—I I, I like to think of the show as fun. Somebody's just coming through the door. All right, let's—we have to take a break because somebody's coming through the door, and uh, we will just have to see who that is. <laughs> All right. Jet Li. I I don't know if you all you guys out there, girls out there who are martial artists fans, if you if you are and you are a movie fan, then you know who Jet Li is. I mean, I I am a total fan of this guy. I mean, he's (laughs) he was supposed to be the next Bruce Lee. okay? but he he ended up being Jet Li. He ended up uh, doing his own thing and being successful at it, if I can say it successful at it. Uh, but now I, I've been hearing this for months that Jet Lee is in bad health. Uh, and uh, it's 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 unbelievable how he looks now. He looks like he's 80 or 90 years old and he's only 55. He he's not even 65. He's not even a senior yet, so to speak, anyway. when you're 55, you are a senior, but you're not really well into being a senior until you're 65 and older. Uh, Jet Li is still a young man, but he looks 20 or 30 years older. I mean, I'm looking at photographs here. I'm reading an article and I've heard this several times in the past, but I didn't think too much of it until it appeared on MSNBC, uh, MSN.com, uh, and it's horrible. He looks like a frail old man. He looks like he's one hundred years old. And this is Jet Li, a movie star. This he is a movie star. He's in Expendables one, two, and three with um, Jason Statham and Rocky Sylvester Stallone. Uh, and he looks horrible. And I'm a, I'm one of his biggest fans because I I do like his movies, especially I got a few few of his movies right here in my studio. I have, um, of course, The Expendables, and I have uh, Legal Weapon 4, which he's made his his American film debut in. Um, Yeah, and uh, that's about it, I believe. Anyway, Jet Li's appearance during a recent visit to to Tibet sparked concerns for the martial arts legend's health. Yeah, he looks terrible. Pictures of the aged and frail Jet, Lai, Jet Li Jet Lee shocked his fans online. Many people on social media in China and Hong Kong have been drawing unfavorable comparison between the 55-year-old expendable star and someone who is 20 or 30 years older. Wow, that is astonishing. I mean, his health, I mean, he's already, from my understanding, quit making movies. He's quit making movies. And they're saying that all, in, in all of his action movies where he's kicking and doing all this karate and kung fu, that, that has played a part in his health. The way he looks now, the way he looks today, which is nothing like a 55-year-old. And I'm, I'm very, very uh, sorry for this. I'm looking at a picture of him now, and he looks like he's a 100-year-old master teacher or something in Kung Fu. You know, he is uh, – all right. Jet Li himself revealed in 2013 that he was suffering from some sort of hyper, hyper, hyperthyroidism as well as a heart condition quoting his doctor lee said in the time in the, at that time he could no longer continue making movies or spend the rest of his life in a wheelchair okay earlier serious uh, injuries on his legs and spine sustained on movie sets over the years had also limited his movement wow so so what you do in your youth pay, uh can come back to haunt you when you get older And he admitted he can no longer stand for a long period of time without hunching. It makes you wanna cry. It makes you wanna cry that one of the most nicest guys in the world, uh, one of the most talented martial artist stars there is. uh, in my uh, thinking after Bruce Lee is in this kind of a condition when he's relatively young. Uh, reluctantly, he reluctant drawing from filmmaking, movie making. Lee has, uh, in the last few years, dedicated his time to his charity, the One Foundation, which uh, mainly focuses on disaster relief and children's uh, welfare in China. The guy is a philant- philanthropist, and he doesn't mind spending his time giving his money to. Uh, other organizations to help other people, even though he has a, I'm 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 assuming, uh, a serious illness by the way he looked on these photographs. He looks really, really awful. He looks really bad on some of these photographs. And um, he has actually quit. He has actually quit movie making to... Um, He had quit movie making um, uh, to probably work on his illness. So Jet Lee, he's a devout Buddhist. Lee was spotted at a temple in Tibet in a recent photo, photo and was allegedly addressed as grandpa, calling him grandpa, by a group of school children due to his elderly appearance. He was credited. Uh, he has credited his religious beliefs in helping him cope with his illness. It doesn't look like he's coping too well because he doesn't look like the movie star that we all grew up on, know and love even today. Even today. And I'm pretty sure Jet Li is such a nice guy. He's such a uh, uh, a type of guy that probably will give you anything off his back. He's such a nice guy. He's such a great guy. and he, And he's always said that he was no hero. A lot of the movies. That we go see Jet Li as the hero. He winds up saving the world or saving something or other uh, with his martial art uh, talent, and he's all. People always, I guess, people always um, approach him as call him a hero because that's what he is on the screen. But in real life, but in real life, Jet Li is saying, "I'm just a normal guy. I'm just an everyday guy. I'm just like you. I'm not the guy on the screen. That's make believe. <laughs> that's acting. You know." So um, yeah, it, it's, it's awful to see him in this type of condition, and I had to speak about him on the show today, because I am a fan, I am a fan, he's a martial artist, I know a lot of you out there probably aren't fans of martial artists, so, you know, just bear with me on Jet Li, Jet Lee. I say Jet Li, sometimes I say Jet Lee, but it's all the same, because it, it, he, Jet, Jet Li is spelled L-I, okay, Lee is spelled L-E-E, so he goes by either one, you know, I'm pretty sure, but uh, he is in failing health right now, and uh, it, it's, it's it's beyond me if I, if we should hear the next day that Jet Lee has passed. That, that would be really heartbreaking because he is very, very ill, and he looks very, very frail. He looks 20 years older than what he is. He looks like he's 100 years old, and he's only 55, so something is going wrong there and uh, he can't fight anymore he can't make movies anymore uh he's he's a his he, his appearance is like a, a hunchback old man uh uh in a wheelchair or with a cane and he's only 55 years old that's still young and obviously there's something wrong going with his body they're saying uh as i repeated as i said before they're saying that uh, it was his movies the uh kicks and and the fights in his movies that caused him to barely be able to walk now i don't know i don't know if that's true it could be but uh but there's no doubt about it uh my uh sympathies goes out to jet lee and hopefully he'll get better if not you know uh, prayers and condolences and uh he's, he's only 55 i mean wow in some circles that is still very young uh, he's not 65. He's not 75. He's not 85. He's only 55. But he looks 85 and 105 because of this disease that he has. But, you know, in this photograph, he is all smiles. He's all smiles. And that should send a sign to his uh, fans that he's OK, even though he uh probably will not make any more movies. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. My guest today is Lisa Orban. She's going to talk about dictatorship as if it's something we don't have in this country already, right? All right, we're going to take a little break right here and we will be right back. Blue wave all the way.
1: ...has its eye on the next election. And as we get closer to the 2018 midterms, many are predicting a blue wave with Democrats taking... It better be, it ought to be, it should be, but we're
0: hoping for All right, Janice Jackson is back. Yeah, Janice Jackson's Michael Jackson's uh, younger sister. She's back on the tour uh, circuit. She's touring and she's singing a lot of uh, her old songs. Uh, and she does remind you of, Jack- uh, of Michael Jackson because she's, she looks like it. All the Jacksons they uh, uh, look alike, you know, so you can tell them, you know. And uh, she's always so deeply humbled and grateful for everything she's been given, even though personally, I, I don't think Janice Jackson has much of a voice. I don't think she can really uh, build out a song, because you know, if you listen, but she's famous because of the Jackson name. I don't think because of uh, her talent. And uh, she's, she's also an actress. She's uh, she's She's better, in my opinion, just in my opinion, that's what I, this is what I think, I think she's better at acting than she is at singing. But anyway, she has a talent where most people do not have any talent. She has a great talent. Uh, she she uh, she has money. She she she's beautiful. But you know what? Uh, she hasn't got that great of a voice. But she's making millions of dollars with what she has. She makes makes making a million dollars with what she has. I'll be right back, folks. I'm gonna. Lisa Orban is on the George Wilder Jr. Show. We'll be right back.
1: ...to the president saying the Mueller probe never should have started in the first place.
0: He
2: said that all along, and he's determined to shut it down. Those who are closest to him will tell you it's very hard for them to stop his rages, especially in the last couple weeks about Mueller and that they say to me and others that, that he is determined to shut this investigation down. He hasn't quite figured out how to do it, but he's determined to do it. And the real question here is uh, whether the rule of law uh, and the avoidance of a constitutional, a real constitutional crisis, which we're really approaching here, because he is saying, essentially, he is not going to be held accountable to the law, that the law does not apply to him that this uh, investigation is in itself illegal. And he believes, as Jeff Greenfield, uh, Greenfield has just said, uh, that he can convince his base and a lot of the Republican Party that he doesn't have to be held accountable because they will be convinced as well that this is a witch hunt. And in fact, it's anything but. And one of the reasons we're seeing what we are right now is the president, according to those around him, uh, has expressed the belief uh, or certainly the attitude that he thinks this investigation is closing in on him on his family and in, on his businesses
0: all righty lisa urban on the george wilder jr show go right ahead you're here i hear you oh good lisa? how are you this evening george <laughs> i'm fine i am totally fine i am all there with it thanks for doing this show thanks for coming on and I know I've been sort of kind of communicating with you on Facebook back and forth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, you're going to be talking about dictatorship. And I thought that was very, very interesting <laughs> well, because uh, it seems like it's something we're in already.
3: <laughs> well,
0: and, uh, okay.
3: It, <laughs> go ahead. No, Uh, okay,
0: Uh, uh, introduce yourself, give us a little bio, and just start from the beginning, all right?
3: Okay, Uh, my name is Lisa Orban, I'm an author, Um, I published my first book in 2015, it was a memoir, Um, It'll Feel Better When It Quits Hurting, and since then I have uh, uh, published eight books, my eighth and the one that I'm talking about tonight is If I Were Dictator, A Tongue-in-Cheek Guide to Saving Our Democracy. Um, I decided... I, with a lot of the problems that are going on in our country, um, it seemed the most expedient way to fix them is just to install myself as dictator and just give everyone orders. (laughs) But (laughs) it's actually not about so much being a dictator as it is about a collaborative way in which we, the people, all of us together, um, can go about making changes and giving people information in, in a way that. Perhaps it hasn't been presented to them before, or in a little more um, user friendly way. so it's this is kind of a narrative as you go through this go through the book. Um, it's written in a story format um and okay. and there's a lot of times where i'll at, I'll address the readers. I'm like, I don't know what to do about this. Does anybody have any ideas? Um you know, we've got to do something. I'm open for suggestions. Um so it's it's really more about people talking about many of the problems that are going on in our country without using, you know, left or right, conservative, liberal, you know, or we can get into those little nastier names that people have begun calling each other. But you know what? And and really just
0: Lisa, you know what? Yes. Uh this country is so divided on uh, left, right, uh, backwards, mm-hmm. up, down. It is so divided. It's okay to say uh, it's a liberal. It's the liberals' fault, or it's the Democrats' fault, or it's 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 the Republicans' fault, because it, it is so divided, and it's becoming more divided each and every day. I mean, you can hardly, if you walk outside of your apartment, if you walk outside of your home, you don't know what's going to happen. A racist slur coming your way, or you know, somebody's out to attack you because of your nationality. Uh, uh, it, it it's, it's horrible today, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, it is. It, it's it's never been like this. You know, I, I, when Obama it, was president, it is terrible. things were, it is terrible. It is awful. Uh, when Obama was the president, I'm not going to say that was the greatest time in, in America because there was some things I, that I was critical with him about, but it is so mm-hmm. volatile now. I mean, it's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. I mean, in every crevice or every corner of the earth, or, of, of the country, uh, there's hate, there's violence. And uh, spewed by this White House, and this guy does mm-hmm. act like he's a dictator. I don't think he's ever going to become one. He wants to be one, and uh, mm-hmm. so I guess what I'm asking, I'm saying, is your book along that kind of line, uh, where someone wants to be king or emperor, or dictator, or or another Hitler wannabe? It, it, okay,
3: six years. Just six years. That's all I want to be dictator for, is six years. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> all right. Talk about your book. Like I, okay, so like I said, I mean, part of the premise is, it, this is t- completely made up, okay? I want everyone to understand, I am not going to try and overthrow the government. I, I truly am not going to try and install myself as dictator. Um, but, again being a dictator does allow you some latitude in certain things of, you know, basically you can shout out, I want this done. And people tend to jump and do it because you're the dictator. And so, and I thought it would catch people's attention. You know, if I were dictator, these are the things I would do. But, but honestly, what it's more about is it's, it's about all of us coming together. And, And some of the things I talk about in my book are things like, um, Everyone should be registered to vote. You turn 18, you are automatically registered to vote, period. And everyone has to vote. It's required. It is a mandate. And and on the days that we have to vote, you get that as a day off, a paid day off. Everyone gets election day off because this is one of the most important things we're ever going to do as a nation is vote for who we believe in because who we vote for reflects our values as a nation.
4: Yes,
0: so
3: we should exactly. all participate in this.
0: Exactly. And and so that's uh, one of
3: the things I talk about. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I also talk about other things that, you know, um, revitalizing our cities, especially our inner cities, and, and turning, okay, you know, uh, let's and pouring money us. Let's into go arms. back
0: to dictatorship. Um, in case okay. people are listening, uh, uh, podcasting the show, give us a <laughs> well-rounded definition of a dictator
3: okay uh for my book the the best way to describe what kind of dictator um i'm in it would be a, a, a socialist dictator um i am in charge i am the absolute rule of law but i also um want a congress and i want representation um i do make some changes to how we elect our 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 representatives um but congress i get i'm a little more radical than than most uh of my other suggestions which is that that, i I want congress to be by lottery if anyone over the age of 18 who isn't in jail and can pass a civics test you have to be able to pass a civics test can throw their name in a lottery and that's how we and we that's how we get a true representation of the people you want congress to be the house of the you know the people's house this is how you get it we don't have to worry about money interfering with elections and and all that other stuff we've solved the problem now you know senators would still be elected um after my six years as a dictator uh, there would be a a duly elected president for six years they get one term president gets one six-year term which is long enough to do their stuff but not so long as to become an overbearing weight and considering At this point, in a presidency, a president will spend at least two of the – if they get elected for a second year or for a second term, they're still spending at least two years doing nothing but campaigning. So they're only really spending six years as, as an actual president, a sitting president. So let's just give them their six years and be done with it wonder basically (laughs) so
0: so, (laughs) that's good uh so basically what you're saying is that the americans the american people themselves individually should become their own dictator uh when it comes to electing politicians and to congress
3: we should be we should be actively involved period
4: yeah Mm -hmm.
3: yeah i mean everyone should be taking charge and saying this is my vote and it counts Don't don't say, oh, my vote doesn't count or this or what. No, you your vote counts. And and the reason that we are getting these such extremes on on either end and and we don't see any politicians in the middle anymore is because not enough people are voting. So they know know the only ones that are voting are the extremists on either side. So they're catering to their worst common denominator.
0: Exactly. But Lisa, so, I think people are waking up. I really do. I mean, this Trump administration has woken people up, got them get got them up off their mm-hmm. asses. They're getting out there registr- registering to vote because they know what is at stake. They know mm-hmm. their livelihoods are at stake. They know the democracy yeah. is at stake here. They know that life as usual <laughs> is at stake. So they're getting up off their rumps and dumps mm-hmm. and registering to vote. And... This is why I think come November, um, November 2018, I think the Democrats are going to wipe them out. There's going to be, be a blue wave, as you probably heard, and I think that's going to happen because yeah. people are waking up. People are tired, and every time Trump opens his mouth, uh, there's more people going to there's more people who are going to be voting against him because a lot of the people who have voted for him they're mm-hmm. disappointed in him, because he know because they yeah. know that he doesn't give a damn about him
3: well, and and even the two parties, I mean again they're they have been catering to their their radical base and and that goes for Democrats as of well course. as republicans yeah, right. um but and and so, I think we're also going to be seeing a lot more independence, you know, people from the Green Party, people that are offering us some different ideas and different options. um I, I believe that you know democratic socialists are going to be starting to to make more of a of a splash into our um you know political scene and, and part of that is is because we all know that this unfettered capitalism that we have been under for, well basically since Reagan is has been destroying everything that makes us America. Um, it's destroying the middle class and, and allowing this huge gap in wealth. Um, I was reading an article, I think it was just yesterday when they were saying that in, in some companies, a, a, a median, not their lowest paid worker, but a median worker would have to work a thousand years to earn as much as the CEO does in a single year. I mean, that is that's a awesome. wage gap that is just unthinkable. You know, um, there are three people right now, three people that own as much wealth as the bottom 40% of our nation, the 40% that's poorest in our nation okay? There's three people that have as much wealth as they do. I can't even imagine having that much money under my personal control. I mean, they could buy a country. <laughs> you know, I mean, that, that is yeah, the GDP yeah. of, you know, uh, uh, of France mm-hmm. at this point. So, you know, we need to address, you know, income and, and And I am never, and I do not say this in my book, and I will never say it anywhere, that people don't deserve to be rewarded for hard work. But there is, a just reward, and there is greed, okay? And right now what we have is out-and-out out greed. They don't care who they have to hurt, how many families are destroyed, what they do to the environment. what They they collapse our entire country like they did with the housing bubble just not that long ago. Yeah, they don't yeah, care. Yeah. They're back to doing the, ex- you know, the, to doing really the exact same care. thing. They don't care.
0: They don't care. They
3: don't care. And so they, we need they, to address uh, these things.
0: Yeah, um, and,
3: and we need also we need we to, need address to, them, to our, Go right ahead. I was just gonna say, and we need to to really start making a noise to our representatives. You know, write letters and campaigns and speak out and say no. There has to be a line. You know, if you are going to destroy the economy by you know because you have to get that last nickel, there's something mentally wrong with you that you think that it's justified to ruin an entire company to get that last nickel out of whatever, you know, thing you're trying to go after. It's
0: Lisa, they don't care. You have to have some kind
3: of care.
0: They don't care. They don't, they don't care what,
3: no, they,
0: they don't care what you're thinking. They don't care what you say. They don't care what you do. They are going to break the law. Anyway, they don't even care if they get voted back in the office. They're, (laughs) <laughs> as long as they can yeah. take uh, some of the taxpayer money with them on their way out. A lot of these guys and girls in Congress are quitting before we have a chance of voting them out, you know, and mm-hmm. they're not leaving broke. They're leaving with taxpayer no. money. They're leaving. They're <laughs> no. leaving with a tax cut because nobody's going to quit their job. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to uh, give up their job if their house payment is due next month. If they have a car payment, mm-hmm. if they have kids in college, so these people are leaving Congress with cash, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, well, and, Congress, and another
3: thing I address in my book is, uh, I, we need to have new ethics um, laws for, for our representatives. And and, and I figured, do. you know, the, we but should basically apply with, the same ones that we do to, but it'll the, never the happen in the Republican
0: Congress. This, it'll never happen no. with no Republican uh, we have to. but change. if we can
3: take over we can do it <laughs> of
4: course If it'll it'll
0: be we can done. get enough
3: independence if we get enough people to, to yeah. throw yeah. throw a fit yeah. if you know if we start really disrupting the, the the normal ebb and flow of our you know day-to-day living for people mm-hmm. for companies yeah. you know what make them very uncertain we can make our voices heard we just have to find our common ground you know mm-hmm. and, and like I was saying you know I as far as the ethics for our, um, our representatives, you know, I, I think we should use the same rules as we do for student athletes. You know, if it's good enough for student athletes, it should be more than adequate for Congress, which is you can't take bribes, you can't take money, you can't get so much as a sandwich from somebody. <laughs> and, and if you're caught doing that, you're bounced, you're gone. There is no yeah. anything. If you are caught, you're done. And you don't yeah. get a pension, and you don't get to take anything from it. And we need to have rules like this, and we need to enforce them. Um, and that's where we're really getting to a lot of problems right now. Everyone knows that there are ethics violations going on left and right from you know, in the White House and in Congress and the Senate and everything else. And we're all aware of it. We know there are reporters reporting about it. The problem is, is yeah. we're not doing anything about it, and we need to do something about it for there to be changed because they're like, yeah, we know we're breaking the law.
0: (laughs) Nothing is not going to change until we change our representatives. Uh, The Republicans, Mm -hmm. they don't care. They don't, they, they just don't care what you say. They don't care what you think. They don't care how much you criticize them. They are going to kiss Trump's rump because that's what they like. Mm -hmm. Okay. There is something here. Good. Why do you call the word compromise the dirtiest word in politics? If, if I'm reading it because no correctly. one does it anymore. Yeah. Okay. No
3: one does it anymore. Think about it. Every time someone you know, you know, that whole give and take that made our government work for years and years and years, as mm-hmm. our parties have become more divided, as people have become more divided and, and harder left and harder right you know anyone that tries to come in the middle oh they're waffling oh they're you know they're they're compromising yeah. their their morals you know they're compromising their ethics no they're they're just, it's a compromise it means everyone is equally unhappy but it's all workable you know yeah. and and that's how yeah. our government used to work we used to work on compromise i'll give a little here you give a little here we'll come and we'll find some place in the middle that we can live with it's not a perfect solution but it's something we can live with and we don't make those kind of compromises anymore. It's, it is so steadfast that, you know, good or bad, you know, you, they get, you, we get locked in this party line. And it's like, nope, we don't care. It, it might ruin the economy, but we are going forward. And, and the other side is going, hey, we just need oh, yeah. you to give, you know, 5%. And they're like, no. And then because <laughs> they are, you know, catering to these extreme bases – that's the real problem because they don't see compromise in anything as a good thing. We want it our way. We want it only our way all the time. And, and, and so basically our, our, our government is being run by toddlers who are demanding the cooking and everything else exactly. all the time, and there is no compromise. And guess what? We need to grow up and be the adults in the room. In the room. All right? We can't keep catering to the toddlers. And their temper tantrums in, in yeah. this no negotiation, no, no quarter given. We have to find that, that middle ground where we can all agree on. Yeah. And the thing of it is, is almost the, all the, Americans the, agree on things. You know, good roads, good schools, yeah. you know, accessible health care, you, know, uh, you know, a, a decent job, a, a, and, a decent place to live. We all can agree on these things. It's just our, our method right, to getting right, there agree, is where we need to find a compromise.
0: A lot of the, a lot of the people in our government, in our cabinet, are not qualified for the jobs that they hold, and Mm-mm. I've said this a thousand times. Um, majority of those uh, cabinet members that are, that are, that were picked by Donald Trump, they're there for one reason, for a couple of reasons only. They're there to cut and eliminate, and they don't need any experience to do that. I guess, you know. So we got a lot no, of people they're, they're, in government.
3: He's picking ones that are there to destroy the department. There, exactly. Is. You know, De- Betsy DeVoe, You know, she is anti. Oh, wow. You know, free education, anti public education. How always has the been. biggest
0: dummy there. And
3: and what is she doing? She's destroying the education department. That's what she
0: was put you there know, for. mm
3: Hmm. Yep. So you know he is in. I, I don't understand this mindset it really is hard for me to wrap my brain around because you know as they go through destroying all these things you know in America so that businesses can basically do anything they want without repercussions there does come a point where the party ends not just for us but for them too because you can't you can't keep building on quicksand and that's what they're doing right now they're building our entire country on on quicksand be, and and we're all going to suffer from it them as well but everyone is so yeah. focused on the short term you know goals of, of of gaining profit gaining power that no one's looking long term not not even five years down the road anymore on what it's going to do to them and and but companies used to look long term you know, their growth, they want yeah. slow, steady, dependable growth. And now they're just like profit, profit, profit. You know, we're going to slash yeah. workers' wages. We're going to slash their jobs. Without understanding that if people don't have a disposable income, I don't care what thing you're making. If we can't afford it, we can't afford it. So you <laughs> need agree. to have people totally that have agree. a disposable income. And, and the rich can't carry our nation because there's only so many toothbrushes and rolls of toilet paper and, and paper towels and disposable items that we invest in our economy that the rich will buy. And and if we don't have the rest of the country going, yep, I need that toothbrush, so I'm going to go get it, guess what? You know, the, that company is going to flounder and fall because it needs, they need millions of people to support these industries that, that they have created. And... And now they're they're going, oh no, no, those ten people, those ten richest people are gonna support all of our industries. No, they're not. They're not. They're not the job creators. It's it's our spending, it's it's everybody's spending um that, that creates the jobs. The more we spend, the more they need to create. And the more they need to create, the greater the demand. So they have to hire more people and you know keep more shifts on and so on and so forth. But the more they cut back wages and they cut back time and they, they cut back employees the less disposable money we all have. And so the less money the company eventually gets, you know, there's, you know, they're reducing and reducing and reducing is eventually going to cut into their, you know, their bottom line and eventually cause their companies to close down. So, you know, it's going to affect everyone, you know, so we need to start looking at ways that we can change our economy around so that it benefits not just a few select people, but all of us. And, and I think it's, that's what we really need to start looking at. What can we do for each other? You know, not just for myself. We we need to start looking at each other and going, we, if we all rise and we help each other up um, and we can't, we can't keep pushing people aside and, and ignoring our homeless problem and ignoring our poverty problems yeah. and, and ignoring these, you know, people, you know, one in, in seven children are, are food insecure and those children will eventually grow up and, 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 and if we want them to do well to maintain our our country, he, they need to be fed and they need to be educated and and they mm-hmm. they need to be functional. And and what we're exactly. doing right now is we're creating a very dysfunctional generation because it's yeah. their education is being cut and and food is being cut and security is being cut and and yeah. stress is rampant. So you know we we've got to change this very yeah. me centric ideal and, and say, we need, you know, I, I want the guy down the street to be doing as well, All right, as I, Lisa you know, Orban. not just me.
0: Lisa yeah. Orban on the George Wilder Jr. show. Thanks for being here. Uh, one other question. How are people uh, reacting to your book?
3: Um, I, I've gotten comments that, uh, that uh, it's one of mm-hmm. the sanest ways they've, they've they've heard anyone talk about our situation before, <laughs> um, that it was thought provoking yeah. because, again, I don't provide all the answers, but um, it, it made them think and, and to look okay. at ideas or look at our problems in a different way. Um, and, uh-huh. and this is and and I have given it to both um, liberals and conservatives, and I've gotten a joint response back from both sides going, you're right, we do need to do these things. These are a problem. And, and so there yeah. was this this finding a, a, a middle ground between the two sides because I took away all the labels in the book. You know, Other than me mm-hmm. being the dictator, there are no other labels, mm-hmm. and, and so people, okay. there wasn't that us versus them in it, and so I've gotten this really good response.
0: It shouldn't be uh, us versus them in the in America, period. But it, but there is. And I think it's just because mm-hmm. of this administration we have now that doesn't seem yep. to care about the law, doesn't seem to care about the mm-hmm. people, but not even the people who put their asses in office, they care nothing about. They, it's all about profit and money making. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not about people. It's about lying and cheating and thieving. And, you know, th- this has never happened in, in American history. This is this is beyond... Not to this level, I
3: mean,
0: no. <laughs> uh, yeah, not to this level. Yeah, I mean, we've had write. some
3: very, not you know, we've had some very dark moments in our, in our history. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, you know, with Jim Crow laws and, and, you know, women not being able to vote. And I mean, there's been a whole host of things that we, we should never be proud of. Um, yeah. And, but at the same so your time... your book
0: is... If I can talk about your book. if Your book is mm-hmm. full of uh, humor, sarcasm it's funny. I mean, it's on mm-hmm. the funny side that that's kind when of, when you, when you have those elements uh, incorporated into your book, that kinds of kinds of takes some of the, the harshness off of what you, and the truthfulness mm-hmm. off of what you're trying to say in a humorous way. Mm-hmm. So, and mm-hmm. that's good that, that it's uh, humor and sarcasm, uh, but also mm-hmm. the truth, what you feel.
3: Yes, it is. Um, everything in my book, Okay. when I give you a fact, if I give you a statistic, okay, that is at the time of the printing, it was the latest, most up to date information that I could find. And I spent about six to eight months researching um, all these different subjects. And so it wasn't just off the cuff uh, most of the time. Um, I mean, there were some things uh, my solution for passing a budget was is we'd have to sequester. If, if Congress doesn't want to pass a budget, we sequester them, and we won't let them leave the building until they pass one. Um, but don't worry, I won't starve wow, them. Great. Uh, we will feed them, but we will only feed them dominoes. That's all they get. Okay?
4: Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah.
3: That's great. Yeah, so there's these little and things, you know.
0: I want to help push this book because I think I, I love it. I mean, you're know, I mean, you giving out great ideas to people who need ideas, and they sh- to folks who mm-hmm. should have the the ideas is already uh, uh, on the table, but they don't know what the hell they're doing. They're, the only thing they're doing is trying to destroy democracy as it is uh, now, and we have to try to save it. And, and that's what I try to do. I try to give politicians, our leaders, uh, ideas if they're defunct mm-hmm. of, uh, of ideas. But you know what? They never take them. They never take them because they feel as though they know better than we do. So, you know, and if they do take any part of our – go ahead.
3: Well, I was going to say, part of the things that I do recommend in the book, and while I'm – while I am presenting myself as a dictator in it, the, there's a lot of the things that solutions that I am offering and, and suggesting, they can be done on a local level. So we don't even need yeah. federal. We can, our communities yeah. can band together and do some of these things that I'm talking about that, that can improve the life of everyone in your community.
0: Yeah, I'm going um, to you, gonna your go family, as as the and the federal else. government.
3: Right. And, and so we can do, you know, there's a lot of, th- you know, there's some things we need the federal government for. We absolutely do need them. Okay, but there are some of these things that we can fix on on a on a city level, on a state a county level, and on a state level, and
0: hoping it's what that am dominant. really affects. comes
3: down, to, yeah, it, it, we really just have to um, commit to it. And, and, and some cities yeah. are doing it, like you know, pulling out of the Paris Accord. There are still cities here in the United States that are going. No, we are going to. We we know that climate change is real, and we are going to yeah. adhere to the to the to this principle well we can do that you know states not just cities but states can go all right we are following this agreement you know and they can take steps to um to encourage people to to turn to more green tech and and yeah. it's out there you know there's a thousand different things that we can do be, and, and i think part of right. our, our problem right now as a country is we're looking for this one perfect solution to every problem and the thing of it is is there will never be one perfect solution. There is going to be a thousand different small things that's going to add up to a big change. But we have to commit to those little changes. Baby steps, man. Just yeah. make those baby steps, baby.
4: Mm.
3: So, these all
0: been on the Joyce Wilder doing <laughs> show. Can you tell us about your book? Tell us I mean actually tell us where we can go find your book and an, an excerpt or whatever, an excerpt of your book. Uh, uh, give us a website and all of that good stuff because it sounds it's really interesting stuff.
3: Okay, um, my book is pretty much available everywhere. You can find it on uh-huh. Amazon, Bashwords, Barnes and Noble, Kobo. Um, you know all the big uh, places online. It's there. Uh, you okay. can if you go to my Twitter page. That's the easiest way to find me. I'm at Lisa Orban Author. And yeah. from there you can connect to me and you can find my website and 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 find the links to my books. Um, Twitter is just the easiest because almost everyone has it and I'm easy to find. At Lisa. More <laughs> sure there are because
0: Orban. I've seen you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, Lisa women so, on the George one you know, um, junior show. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> one last word. Uh, you got it.
3: Okay. Um all right, people, be nice to each other, okay? This isn't a competition yeah. to who can get the most toys, you know, before you die. Um, we need to start looking at, at quality of life, not just how much crap we can, we can stuff into our houses. And we need to start thinking about what's really important to us. And, mm. you know, and when we decide that it's not just the acquisition or hurting other people to get more acquisitions, we can change the world. Yeah. We just have to start with we can. looking at other people as people. And and looking at each other with compassion, and 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 stop trying to make this exactly. litmus test for if someone is deserving or if someone should have help. If someone is in trouble, they need help. Period. Okay, <laughs> you know that's the whole point right, of, thanks, of, of a having a society. <laughs> All right. All <laughs> right.
0: Thanks for being on the show. I'm going to send you. I'm going to send you a link of the show, so maybe you can put it on your website. I'm going to send you a link of this show okay. with you on it. Maybe you can put it on your website, and people can come by and listen to you. Come by your website and listen to you on this show. Is that good?
3: Sounds great. I will absolutely do that.
0: Thanks for coming by. Bye bye.
3: All right. Thank you, dear. Bye bye.
0: Bye. Lisa Orman on the George Wilder Jr. show. It was very interesting.
1: President of the United States attempted to use the power of his office and the power of the federal government to financially injure a company owned by a man who published journalism the president doesn't like. The Washington Post reporting today that Trump has personally been pushing the Postmaster General to raise shipping rates on Amazon, a company owned by Jeff Bezos, who also happens to publish the Washington Post. And for months, as you probably noticed, the president has repeatedly insistently linked Amazon to the Washington Post, calling the quote, fake Washington Post, a lobbyist for Amazon, saying the paper functions as a tax shelter for Bezos, while also falsely claiming that Amazon rips off the post office.
2: The post office is losing billions of dollars and the taxpayers are paying for that money because it delivers packages for Amazon at a very below cost.
1: We now know that was not idle chatter. The president has reportedly been working hard behind closed doors to punish Jeff Bezos financially, pushing the post office to double Amazon's shipping charges, according to the Washington Post. The postmaster general and Trump have met at the White House about the matter several times already, beginning in 2017, most recently four months ago. The meetings have, interestingly, never appeared on Trump's public schedule. So far, the postmaster general has resisted by explaining in multiple conversations occurring this year and last. These arrangements are bound by contracts and must be reviewed by a regulatory commission. Joining me now, Maya Wiley, former assistant U.S. attorney. Um, You also worked uh, as sort of the uh, the counsel to Mayor Bill de Blasio, right? So I want to just ask you this. So let's say you're you're in that position. You're advising a mayor, this mayor who fights with the New York press all the time. And he comes in and he says, I'm going to go... threatened to revoke the zoning the New York Times <laughs> no seriously he says I'm just so fed up
5: it was more likely you... be the New York Post
1: yeah but... New York, you're right the New York Post perfect he said we're gonna we're gonna screw them on the zoning I, I want to call the zoning commissioner in here and I want to go after him and change it for the New York Post what would you say to him
5: well af- wait, before <laughs> or after I started spluttering and fell down on the floor I mean because it's so outrageous so it's so outrageous I can't imagine anyone other than than Donald Trump ever actually raising this even as a question of whether he could do it in the first place. I mean, usually it doesn't even come up as a question, right? right? Do I have the power to actually go after someone I don't like just because I don't like them or because what they're saying about me as a public official?
1: Why is that? Why does that not even come to people's minds?
5: uh, Well, first of all, there's this thing called the U.S. Constitution it has this amendment in it, was the first amendment that protects free speech. Uh, So number one, it is a constitutional protection. I mean, that's, and if you're an elected official, you expect to have the media examine you, critique you, say maybe things about you you don't like. In fact, it happens every day to every politician across the country, no At matter what party you are. Every you're in.
1: level of government At everywhere. Every
5: level of government. And the other thing I find so outrageous about this is not only, first of all, if he wanted to do something that was legitimate he could go to Congress, because the U.S. Postal Service does not operate fully as an independent entity, right? It's it's a quasi-governmental institution, but it's really governed by Congress. And in fact, one of the reasons it has the financial problems it has right now is because Congress required it to in 2006 to pay 75 years in advance on all retirement health right? right imagine if someone came to you and said you have to take out of your paycheck 75 years worth of retiree health benefits up front you would actually be homeless right. so that's essentially what we did to the postal service he, he could go to Congress and say, I think the Postal Service is giving Amazon a pass. They should actually look at what they're charging for packages for third parties. That's not what he did.
1: That's a great point because it's in some ways this has been happening in front of us i mean he berates amazon he calls them the washington, amazon washington post and then he talks about the sweetheart deal which is just not true actually factually in terms it's of the cost enough. but there's something about the secret meetings of lobbying the postmaster general that looks like he's trying to get away with something
5: right maybe it looks like when you're talking to the former fbi director about in certain investigations
1: that's right and 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 this is i mean i i, I it's don't a pattern of behavior it is a pattern of behavior it, I, and it, i don't want to sound hyperbolic but to me it's like I don't know what's impeachable, what's not, but as abuses of power go, this is really up there. Like, trying to, to, to use your power to shut, to, to screw Jeff Bezos, to punish him for what the free press writes about you, is that's yeah. real serious.
5: And there is a difference here. He has a history and a pattern of using his tweets to attack his enemies, and including other corporations that he disagrees with or doesn't like, right. or supporting corporations that he does. This is very different because it was a secret meeting, because he could have gone to Congress if it was a real legitimate policy matter. And he could, uh, you know, there is this thing, if the uh, Jeff Bezos should think about, called uh, civil action. Well, Uh, under Bivens, which is a Supreme Court case that says you can sue a public official for violating your constitutional rights.
1: I think that would be very interesting if they sued, and particularly given what we just learned today. Maya Wiley, thank you for being here. Thank you. Hey there, I'm Chris Hayes from MSNBC. Thanks for watching MSNBC on YouTube. If you want to keep up to date with the videos we're putting out, you can click subscribe just below me, or click over on this list to see lots of other great videos.
6: And there are new ethics questions for President Trump. After disclosing on financial forms, he reimbursed Michael Cohen for the Stormy Daniels payment. The disclosure came in the very last footnote on page 45 of the 92-page report. It claims, quote, in the interest of transparency, while not required to be disclosed as reportable liabilities, in 2016, expenses were incurred by one of Trump's attorneys, Michael Cohen. The report claims that Cohen sought reimbursement of those expenses and that Trump, quote, fully reimbursed Cohen in 2017. Hmm. However, the government ethics chief disputes that Cohen's payment was an expense and therefore not required to be reported. In a letter to Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, the acting ethics director writes that based on information from the president's disclosure, quote, the payment made by Mr. Cohen is required to be reported as a liability. So that means the ethics chief believes Trump should have disclosed the payment on last year's financial form, which he did not. The acting ethics director ends his letter by telling the Deputy A.G. that he's providing him with the President's financial reports from last year and this year, quote, because you may find the disclosure relevant to any inquiry you may be pursuing regarding the President's prior report signed last year.
2: So Frank, uh the President of the United States declares in his financial form that he paid repaid Michael Cohen somewhere in between $100,000 and $250,000. So this morning, how many points of peril does this put the president in? So the, I, I come up with three
7: scenarios. Two of them are awful for the president. The first one lacks credulity, but let's talk about it. That is that the president knew nothing about the payments. He's simply a good guy trying to repay his lawyer, Cohen, who tells him after the fact, "I need, I need, recomp- I need compensation. we've already gone beyond that because Giuliani has publicly said that the president knows that Michael takes care of such things so let's go to scenario number two scenario number two is the president knew that this was being done he knew fictitious uh, corporations might have been set up, he knew that uh, a bank alone must have been set up fictitiously and there may be money laundering and and or foreign governments involved that makes him a co-conspirator with Cohen for those underlying violations the third scenario is that he found out later that things were done were illegal and he paid Michael back, that makes him an accessory after the fact. He's in trouble. Yeah.
8: Yeah. And there's, I mean, just to be very clear, we're really, I can't imagine anybody at this table is interested in the president's personal relationship uh, with a porn star or anybody else. But at this point, there is definitely a clear line that that is drawn between the president and stop me if I'm wrong and Michael Cohen and money to a porn star who claims that there was an affair the president has yet to admit to the affair but there is a line of money that goes to this woman right before the election and it appears to be to silence her for an affair am I correct and and the question
7: yes you're correct and the question will become how much did the president know about the methodology of this payment Mm -hmm. and whether there were illegalities underlying that payment that's what none of us know including the president because the president doesn't use email so he doesn't know what the fbi seized in michael cohen's offices how did cohen document every conversation with the president the fbi has that
8: so the fbi has that but even more jeremy bash national security issues would be that first of all are there other women second of all can this president be bribed or blackmailed and the timing of these payments right before this is this is clearly an issue that the American people, unfortunately, it matters to them. It's not a, a personal you know, story of some cheap, disgusting affair the president might have had. Unfortunately, we have to talk about this because the president might be a danger if there are multiple situations like this and he can be pressured to perhaps give information away or be used by the Russians because a woman can shake him down for $130,000.
9: we've made, it is no surprise that so many of us are utterly devastated by the election of Donald Trump. I have been very clear about my opposition to this president. And everyone knows what I believe. I believe he is one of the most dishonorable, deceitful, and despicable people ever to hold public office. He Undermined the rule of law. He has isolated the United States' allies. He has decimated our country's standing and leadership around the world. He has empowered and emboldened white nationalists, racist criminals, and con men just like himself. He flew to Puerto Rico after the island was ravaged by a hurricane, insulted San Juan's mayor, and proceeded to throw paper towels at our fellow Americans, who are to this day still trying to recover from that storm. He endorsed a pedophile that ran for the United States Senate and defended wife beaters on his White House staff. This man lies on a daily basis and for all of the people and institutions he has insulted over the last two years, the only person he will not offend or criticize is Vladimir Putin. A brutal dictator who does not share our nation's interests around the world. Of course, none of this should surprise any of us because Donald Trump revealed and showed us who he is and what he was all about throughout his campaign. You may have heard that Donald Trump recently attacked me at the Grand Club dinner last week. And people are asking me, oh my goodness, what do you think about that? Well, I tell you what I think about it. I certainly expected him to do something like that. I don't know why it took him so long. Don't forget, this man who's disparaging me has been called stupid, ignorant, uninformed, unhinged, and a moron by his own staff and appointees. And so he had the nerve to attack me. I'm in this fight. I am not going to back down. And I believe that all of us deserve better than Donald Trump. I believe this country deserves better than Donald Trump. I wanted everyone to know that they had a right to be angry about the election of Trump, that this president is not normal. But that all is not lost, because each of us has the power to set this country back on track. I feel very confident and hopeful about the future because I know there's so many people here tonight and in cities and towns across the United States who are about to reclaim their time and reclaim this country. So, we are counting on all of you to show up during the 2018 midterms and vote for people who will restore this democracy and uphold everything that we have fought for to advance the LGBTQ equality. And ladies and gentlemen, again, I keep bringing up Moeller's name because I have so much faith in him. I like the work that he's doing. I think he's going to get him. And if for some reason he's not able to get him, I'm counting on Stormy to do it. (laughs)
0: All right, Rudy Giuliani says, Mueller cannot talk to Trump until Trump hears more about the FBI source. That's crazy. That's just loony, loony. They're trying to bully uh, Robert Mueller into dropping the Russia investigation into Trump uh, 2016 uh, election meddling. That's a shame. And Rudy Giuliani has been the biggest, if you know what I'm talking about, you know who I'm talking about. Rudy Giuliani is the biggest joke for Donald Trump. He's the biggest. Uh, he, he claims to try to be on Donald Trump's side to help him to try to get out of this uh, Russia investigation. It's not going to happen because Rudy Giuliani is a joke. He's threatening Mueller that Trump will not talk to him, answer his questions into the Russia meddling uh, until he reveals his source, FBI source, that supposedly has infiltrated Trump's campaign to spy on him. And I'm going on to quote uh, Rudy Giuliani, we can't let our guy in and be questioned without knowing this. The president's lawyer said, this is crazy. They just don't get it. These people, they just do not get it. The FBI is powerful. They can raid the White House. They can raid Mar-a-Lago. They can raid Rudy Giuliani. You don't threaten the FBI like that. If Trump is not going to talk to the FBI, they're going to subpoena him. They can probably indict him regardless of what Rudy Giuliani says. These He's a Trump lapdog. I mean, he, wow, he's threatening. And these guys, uh, they obstruct justice out in the open. I mean, every single tweet that Trump has tweeted can be used against him in a court of law. Everything that this ignorant ass Rudy Giuliani says can be used against Trump in a court of law. this is the most inept white house in the history of the united states in the history of the world they're so they're so uh backwards and and a bunch of idiots it's it's mind-boggling that these people are running are leading the country running the country leading the world and they're a bunch of clowns fools Rudy Giuliani is the biggest fool there is. <laughs> Every time I see him on television, him, especially when he's trying to defend something uh, uh, about Donald Trump or, or lie, wh- whichever is it. he. He, I don't listen to him. I just look at him. I mean, he's a big joke. He's he's nothing. He, Rudy Giuliani is nobody to listen to. He's nothing to listen to, because he's lying for Trump. He's lying for his client. It's like the blind leading the blind, the stupid leading the stupid. Okay, Uh, one of Donald Trump's lawyers said Monday today, which is Monday, that the president can't agree to an interview with the special counsel Robert Mueller's team without first learning about the uh, secret FBI informant who spoke with members of the uh, Trump campaign during. This is all about Trump. Reaching and grasping, grasping for straws. He's trying to find some way to stay out of jail and to stay in power. This is all that is. Because if there was an FBI informant uh, uh, in his campaign, it it was warranted. Because Trump is is vulnerable to crime. Uh, I, you know. All of these things has been saying about Trump, the racism, the crime, the money laundering. He shows no taxes. Of course, that's probably was FBI watching him. That's probably was FBI all around in his campaign because he was a danger. I mean, the, the violence that he initiated, initiate the things he said as a campaign. Of course, the FBI is going to be there. It, that's their job to do surveillance. That's their job. To look for crime, or to prevent crime, or to stop crime—that is their job. That is why they call the FBI. But Trump is trying to use that to try to call an end to the to the investigation. He's trying to use that to discredit the FBI, and and it's bullshit. Totally bullcrap. This is all Trump ever throws out, and he uses and he uses this stupid ass rudy giuliani to do it with and rudy giuliani is proud to do it wow okay i'm quoting giuliani again we can't let our guy in to be questioned well then if if they don't want to if they don't our guy sound like a street thug uh if they don't want trump to be questioned then he must be subpoenaed or he must be indicted by the department of justice because he refuses to uh Submit to questioning like a lot of other people have. Trump still thinks he's above the law. He is not above the law. He's just a man on, period. Now that he's president, he wants to be king and emperor and treat it like he's above the law because he's president. I'm gonna tell you something, folks. If they don't get Donald Trump while he's in office as president, the minute he's out of office, he will be arrested for crimes against the United States, for crimes against the United States Constitution. There is no doubt about it. If Donald Trump is not above the law. He's not he's no better than any one of us. If we've got arrested for doing something wrong, Donald Trump should be arrested for doing something wrong. But he's trying to get out of it. He's trying to weasel his ass up out of it by using this ignorant Rudy Giuliani, which is which Rudy is basically making things worse for Donald Trump. And we know that. But he doesn't know that because if if he did know it, he would not use Rudy Giuliani in this thing. So uh, I, it's, it's going to be more to come on this. I mean, something is always breaking out of the Trump administration every day, every minute, every hour. I mean, if you're sitting at home bored or something like that, just turn on the computer or turn on the television. Wow, breaking news makes your day, right? Something, something idiotic coming out of the Trump administration and something idiotic coming out of Fox News. They're all up Trump's butt. the Fox News channel. And they're trying to pretend like they're a news station. They're a propaganda station. They are uh, uh, they're in Trump's underwear, Fox, the Fox News station. And a lot of people, like I said before on the show, I think a lot of people watch Fox News just so they can get a good laugh at all the lies they're going to hear, especially Sean Hannity's show. I mean, I, I think Hannity has a wall. I think actually Hannity has an office at the White House. Nobody can lie for Donald Trump the way Sean Hannity does, the way Sarah Huckabee Sanders does, the way Kellyanne Conway does. All right, you've been listening to the George Ronda Jr. Show. We are just about off the air, folks. I want to thank my guest, Lisa Orban, for being such a great and wonderful guest, one of the best that I've had in a while. I'm not putting down other guests. Basically, all my guests are great. I mean, anytime you come on the George Wilder Jr. Show, you're going to be great because I'm going to make sure that you're great because this is what this is all about, is making the world a better place. And we will be right back, folks. Just about off the air. Yeah, I agree. I, I do think that any excuse will do uh, not to have President Donald Trump to face Mueller's questions. It is so obvious. They don't want Trump answering questions with Robert Mueller because they feel that Trump will lie and incriminate himself and be hauled off to jail. And that will be the end of his presidency. They're trying to protect Trump because they know that Trump will go off the deep end with Mueller. <laughs> That just shows you folks that uh, this administration is so backwards. This administration is so retarded. This this administration is so backwards, but as I said earlier, Trump will do anything, say, do anything to anybody to, or to anything to stay in power, to stay in uh, office. He, uh, uh, two weeks ago, they were talking about him starting a war because he felt that if starting a war uh, would keep him in power. Trump, Trump will not go anywhere. He wants to stay in power. He needs to be in power. He needs to be the boss. He needs to be king. He needs to be emperor. He doesn't. And he's doing everything he can to stay out of jail. Trump knows that something is coming. He knows that the FBI has the goods on him. He knows it. That's why he's trying to stop them from questioning him. That's why he's trying to do everything he can to mess up this investigation, to obstruct, to obstruct. If Mueller wants uh, obstruction of justice charge charges against Donald Trump, he sure has them. He has about a <laughs> he has about fifty to hundred obstruction uh, uh, tweets, and him saying him delivering obstruction of justice out here in the public, uh, in the media. So Donald Trump can never lie about that he has not obstructed justice it just ain't gonna hold water because everything he's everything he says on twitter and everything he says out here in the public or the judges the law the courts <laughs> the lawyers can hear him say it's going to be used against him i know his lawyers told him that but donald trump doesn't listen he's like a four-year-old child he doesn't listen he does what he wants to do and when he gets in trouble he blames somebody else and he'll fire them because he himself got himself in trouble. All right. You've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. I want to thank everybody for listening. We're just about off the air. We are off the air. I'm just doing talking a little bit over, but I hope you guys enjoyed the show today. I know you're going to enjoy the one tomorrow, tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. So you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. I want you to have a great weekend, have a great evening, have a great day, night, whatever, (laughs) whatever, uh, Uh, comes uh, in your neck of the world. All right, you've been listening to the George Wanda Jr. Show. We are just about off the air. Thanks, everybody. Tune in